0: The Masculine Journey starts here now. What a show. I mean, really, what a show we have for you today on The Masculine Journey. I'm so excited because the topic of this show, which actually Sam provided for us, is Joy Thief. But if you've been following The Masculine Journey, I'm sure you're sharing our joy in what God has done in the life of Corey after attending the boot camp a couple weeks ago. And so. You can imagine all of our prayers, and I bet a lot of you who are listening's prayers, making sure that the joy thief doesn't come after Corey. So the good news is your, answer, your prayers were answered above and beyond our greatest expectations because this week you had some really unique joy. Corey, could you share with our listeners with what happened with your grandmother?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I was so amped and pumped up um, coming back from boot camp. Uh, I called the first person that came to mind uh, for some reason, just was my great-grandma, uh, Colleen. Uh, and I told her, I said, you know, I told her ex- everything that I'd experienced, the, the amazing joy I'd felt at uh, the boot camp. And uh, she was just overwhelmed and um, told her I wanted to go to church with her on Sunday and uh, show up Sunday morning about 9 o'clock at her house. And um, she had uh, had something for me. She gave me my great-grandfather's... Uh, bible um you know he passed away in 2013 and i was super super close with him and i mean it really wrecked me when he passed um know, he was always a quiet man um he was really spiritual um he was always reading his bible um and she gave me his bible and uh i was flipping through the pages and in the back there's a little piece of paper um, with all these Bible verses written on it and things that he had, you know, I guess felt the need to to write down and save and I opened it up and it, it happened to be a, a letter from me to him from 1998 when I was in first grade um, that I had wrote to him about how I loved him and I missed him and, you know, for him to have kept that for all these years and, and you know, tucked away in his Bible and, you know, she, my grandma had written a little inscription in there uh, about how she was presenting me the Bible and, to use it as a roadmap on my on my walk with Jesus, and you know, I was just it was really overwhelming, and just you know, I didn't I always felt like I didn't get to talk to Him enough or spend enough time with Him, you know, before He passed. And you know, now as I'm flipping through the pages, looking at things that He's marked and looking at you know scriptures that He's starred and highlighted, it's just I can't even describe the the joy that I'm it, it brings me to 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 open it up every single day.
0: So Sam, we can't let this joy be robbed, can we? <laughs> no,
2: you make me talk after that story, Come on, Robbie. Yes, I'm sitting here ready to break down myself. That's an awesome, amazing story, and uh, you know just to hear that, just how how much that moves my heart to hear hear that story, Corey. That's that's amazing.
0: Yeah it it it's it's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. And, and it that just, doesn't light your fire or your woods wet, right?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, kind of set this up for us, Sam, and we can see how critical. I mean, a new believer like Corey, you know, last thing we want to have happen, obviously, is is Satan to come in there and steal something like that, because it's lighting a lot of candles out there.
2: Oh, no, absolutely. You know, I guess, I guess for me, Robbie, over the last couple of weeks, you know, I've had plenty of time to literally lay around and think, um, you know, I, I tore my hamstrings a couple weeks ago and um, have been laying around and, and you can only watch so much Netflix. And <laughs> believe it or not, you can only watch so much Netflix and you know part of me just started to, to think about this whole thing of joy and you know what things come in and steal it because for me, that tends to be the hardest thing to hold on to. you know, and I, I know that that's the enemy's intention once they can take joy, so many other things are easy to fall behind it, you know, because not long after that, hope can fall, and other things can fall, and, and so for at least in my life, and a lot of the people I know, that joy is a, a critical hinge pin in, in my faith and in my walk, and, and being aware of those things that, uh, that come in and steal that joy, and, uh, you know, who's a part of that process.
0: So those of you who aren't aware, or perhaps everybody in the studio is, of Sam's story here in the last couple months. You know, we're going to relate this to Bruce Almighty here. He's going to share with his, uh, his bird in the bush. <laughs> so you, you don't want to miss this in a second. But to set that up, li- uh, Sam has kind of experienced the bird in the bush <laughs> story <laughs> firsthand, which is really sad because his son, Eli, was playing football. It was really important. The fam- I mean, it was something that they all kind of – you know, fellowship around because his big brothers in college playing football. So Eli has a horrible problem with his knee, ends up having knee surgeries out for the season. And while they're in the midst of that, his son Caleb, who has finally gotten to play there, you know, and, and all of a sudden he gets a emergency appendectomy right. and he's out for a few weeks. Then we're coming up to the boot camp. Sam tears both his hamstrings and he can't, come to the boot camp and so we're thinking that Bruce Almighty kind of applies here as Bruce had lost his job well, actually quit well sort of got himself fired and you know there was the whole thing out on the you know the Niagara Falls if you've ever seen the movie you, you, you know it's worth watching
3: Well, thank God you're all right God yeah let's thank God shall we for his blessings are raining down upon me wait that's not rain Bruce, please don't do that, honey. You know that everything happens for a reason. That I don't need. That is a cliche. That is not helpful to me. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. I have no bird. I have no bush. God has taken my bird in my bush. Oh, I see. So, so God is picking on you? Is that what you're saying? No, he's ignoring me completely. He's far too busy giving Evan everything he wants. Oh, that's great, Sam. But you missed your target. I'm over here. Don't get mad at the dog. It's not the dog's fault. No, it's God's fault. You gave him the wrong coordinates. you know what? Enough, all right? Will you just stop being such a martyr? I am not being a martyr. I'm a victim. God is a mean kid sitting on an anthill with a magnifying glass, and I'm the ant. He could fix my life in five minutes if he wanted to, but he'd rather burn off my feelers and watch me squirm. All right,
4: sweetheart, I know that you're mad. It's completely understandable what Evan did is slimy and wrong,
3: but this day could have been so much worse. I'm just glad you're okay. Okay? Newsflash! I'm not okay. I'm not okay with a mediocre job. I'm not okay with a mediocre apartment. I'm not okay with a mediocre life.
0: And, you know, it was interesting. You you guys heard Corey speak a minute ago. And, uh, Corey, you had a chance to listen to that clip. And I love your insight on that clip uh, that you shared earlier about... You know, essentially, a lot of most of our lives, we thought that that was God who was the one with the magnifying glass.
1: Yeah, and you know, I was thinking about this. I was finishing up Wild at Heart, Wild at Heart last night, and and something it just it really struck me and really hit me. Um, you know, I spent my whole life. You know, I'm 27 now and surrounded by other 20-something year olds, and I feel like the overwhelming theme um, that the enemy has placed in society today is that you know, God and Jesus are actually the ones who are the, the, the joy thieves. You know, they don't want you to do this, they don't want you to do that, uh, you can't do this, I mean, what, what kind of fun is that? And you know, I, I'd never really realized until I started reading the Bible, until I started being around you guys, until I started um, you know, red wild at heart that the, the true joy comes from you know, walking with Christ and walking with God, you know, that, that's real joy. Um, it's not empty, um, it doesn't you know, lead you astray. Um, there's so much joy that I'm feeling in the discipline I've gained and the strength that I found in myself and you know really you know all this false joy that the enemy's placed in society that society's just obsessed with now is like I said it's just that it's false it's empty um, the true joy comes from your walk with Jesus and learning with Jesus and learning just how much God loves you and you know wants you to be close with him and wants to be your best friend and I had never had never dawned on me before it never I never realized that Jesus is truly the life of the party,
0: and the party guy. <laughs> and Andy, you shared some scripture earlier that, that I think is just absolutely relevant to the situation.
5: Yeah, just in the prayer I just mentioned I've, I'd always heard the scripture uh, in his presence there's fullness of joy and prayed that. So Robbie challenged me with it, he was like, yeah, that's great, where's that scripture from? And I'm like, the biblical scholar that I am, I had no idea. <laughs> So I look it up, and what's really cool about it was the first part of that verse, it's it's Psalm 1611. It's coming from David to God, and he says, um, uh, you'll show me the path of life, um, and then it's in, thy, in there, your presence is fullness of joy. And then it goes on to say, at, at your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. What's cool about it, though, is that joy comes after he shows us the path of life, and that's really kind of how it happened with me is my path was all screwed up. He showed me the path of life, and I can tell you personally, this year has been, I have more, a more consistent joy walk consistently this year more than I have in, a, in probably my whole life, and it was based on some understanding and some and a, a realization that there is a thief that comes to try to steal that joy. And just recently, I've really been frustrated and stuff like that. It's probably appropriate for this show, but, uh, it, you know, those attacks are going to come. You become more aware of them and how to counter them, how to get back in his presence and get that joy back. But, you know, we're all – if, if anything the enemy wants to take from us, it's our trust in God and, and, and just that joy that he gives us.
0: You know who first brought that scripture to my <clears throat> understanding and my knowledge <clears throat> is Cameron Horner. And those who don't know Cameron, uh, he was 19 years old when he dove into a lake Mm -hmm. and was permanently paralyzed, as in a wheelchair. And I think if you ask Cameron what his favorite Mm -hmm. passage is, and and he quotes it all the time, is, in his presence is fullness of joy. And if you know Cameron, you can sense Mm -hmm. it. Here's a man that obviously you would think God burned off his feelers, (laughs) but in, in his presence is fullness of joy.
5: And so... He is, it is incredible. I've heard it. Been listened to the show on on Saturdays and and listened to him, and it's it's amazing how somebody in that what is not an ideal situation really truly has the presence of uh, of joy and of
0: God in his life. Yeah. So, yes, we can kind of see that one angle, but I don't know if you've ever considered that sometimes it's God Himself. That is provoking, <laughs> that is kind of allowing our dreams to be crushed, allowing Satan to pull a full job on us um, <laughs> you know, in order to get our attention of a wayward situation. Right. A- and so we, we if I've been processing that, you know, you, you see somebody like, you know, we're going to hear from the Grinch mm. here in a minute, that famous song that y'all probably could sing, and I know I can and sing it. And don't want to. Oh, I, I, I'd love to sing it. <laughs> I know you did. You're a mean one. one. It's coming. It's coming. And we're going to do some more on that. we got so much more coming For you. Stay tuned, because you're going to want to hear up in the air, man. This clip is provoking, and you're going to be provoked on the other side of this break. Stay tuned.
6: I am William Wallace, and I see a whole army of my countrymen here in defiance of tyranny. God has set within each of us a masculine heart. Why?
3: Why did He give you that heart? And what does the Christian life have to
4: do with any of that? Come join Masculine Journey Radio for a boot camp, November the 1st through the 4th, based on John Eldridge's book, Wild at Heart. And when might that be again? That's a great question, Tiny Jim. November the 1st through the 4th. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org.
0: Mr. Grinch. He's been out there stealing it. But sometimes, you know, it's, it's part of how God's trying to get our attention. And I found this clip from a movie up in the air. And um, to set this up, George Clooney and this assistant, <laughs> who, by the way, is pretty direct, um, they're they're firing this man. And, and as they're firing him, the, as the clip starts, he's holding up a picture of his kids. And he's showing them, what am I going to do about these? And then... Um, they provoke him as to what may actually be going on with this joy thieven.: What do you suggest I tell them?
6: Perhaps you're underestimating the positive effect that your career transition can have on your children. The positive effect? I make about 90 grand a year now. Unemployment is, what, 250 bucks a week? Is that one of your positive effects? And I guess without benefits, I'll be able to hold my daughter as she, you know suffers from her asthma that I won't be able to afford the medication for. Well, tests have shown that children under moderate trauma have a tendency to apply themselves academically as a method of coping.
4: Your children's admiration is important to you? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Well, I doubt they ever admired you, Bob. (laughs) Hey, aren't you supposed to be consoling me? I'm not a shrink, Bob. I'm a wake-up call. You know why kids love athletes? I don't cuz the lingerie models. No, that's why we love athletes. Kids love athletes because they follow their dreams. Well, I can't dunk. No, but you can cook. What are you talking about? Your resume says that you minored in French culinary arts. Most students they work in the fryer at KFC, but you bust tables at the Old Picador to support yourself. And then you get out of college, and you come and you work here. How much did they first pay you to give up on your dreams? 27 grand a year. And when were you gonna stop and come back and do what makes you happy? Good question. I see guys who work at the same company for their entire lives, guys exactly like you. They clock in, they clock out, and they never have a moment of happiness. You have an opportunity. Here, Bob. This is a rebirth. Now, if not for you, do it for your children. <laughs> do it for your
0: children, <laughs> Sam. That's a provoking situation right there. But I, you know, Larry Crabb wrote this book called Shattered Dreams, and it and it really points to why sometimes God allows those things.
2: Well, I think it gives us the chance to recalibrate things, you know, I mean, life gets so busy, we get so distracted, we get so involved in so many different things, we get our mindset in certain directions, and God provides us these opportunities to kind of maybe recalibrate a little bit and get some perspective. I know that that's really what's happened for me. I know we talked a little bit earlier, Robbie, about some of the joy thieves, but, you know, I play my own part in that at times you know, of allowing my joy to be stolen. And so I know we may talk more about that, but that's really just come to conclusion for me in the last couple of weeks, you know, laying in bed thinking.
0: Yeah, well, for me, as I lost the dealership, you know, I can tell you that I, I certainly thought my joy had been stolen um, and and certainly a lot of money was stolen. But as I look and look back at that now, I can see God had something... So much more amazing and all these things that I didn't have to you know, I had dreams. I didn't even know I had dreams. Um that I thought at the time, you know, was the end of the world. But he had another plan. So Jim, you've got this <laughs> somebody's gotta play it. The Night's Tale movie clip, you know, it's just your uh, line.
6: if I'd have known you loved Night Tale so much, <laughs> I probably would have brought it up earlier. But this is I mean, we have William Thatcher who's a peasant but his dream has been to become a knight and he does it successfully until they find out he's a peasant and he loses everything and by the end of this clip he's in stocks and being taunted by the other peasants for faking it but uh, he by going through that embarrassment and that Losing his joy and his dream comes out on the other side, okay. Which won't be till next Tha- week.
4: <laughs> okay. <laughs> William Thatcher didn't make the rules, he was born. I've waited my whole life for this moment to break them.
3: Yes! Thank you. I'll be here all week.
4: Well, that was different. And you are uh... Ulrich von Lichtenstein from Galderland.
3: For Ulrich von Lichtenstein, I would have him win my heart. You're my favorite knight. He's won four tournaments in a row. On a horse,
4: that man is unbeatable.
3: You're just a silly boy with a horse and a stick. It's called a lance. Hello? If the nobles find out who you are, they'll be the devil
1: to pay. And pray that they don't. Ulrich von Liechtenstein is not who he appears to be. They're going to arrest you. A dozen royal gods.
3: I love you. There's nothing else to do. Run, and I will run with you.
0: It's a spoiler alert, Jim. What
6: happens? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're not going to spoil it. He basically chooses not to run, but that's the smart thing to do. He's caught, and he goes and fights anyway. And in the stealing of joy, I mean, to me— Nobody can steal your joy. Nobody can steal your peace. You could have situations that you feel like are going to take it away, but you put it down. You don't have it stolen. Yes, there's an enemy of our souls that's trying to set us up for the failure, but losing it is our choice.
0: You know, Sam, as I listened to that clip, I, I'm sure, like me, when you hear that <laughs> William, whatever his name was, was not just born to disregard the rules he was born to break them. that kind of reminds you of somebody that isn't here with us in the studio tonight, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, just a little bit you know there's <laughs> there, 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 there's people that are given different gifts, and so we definitely have some a, a friend in particular that has that gift um uh, but you know it takes it takes all those gifts. You know, used at the right time and in the right place to to move the kingdom forward.
0: Yeah, I I, I find it fascinating that the very gift that and we're talking about Darren Coon. For those who don't know him, he would gladly tell you that he was born to break the rules. I thought you were
6: talking about. Me. Wait a minute! I'm sitting right here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no, there is not a rule breaker no, like Darren. Darren, Darren's I, I'm just saying. And world class. I'm just a poser. <laughs> but often that very gift which it is a gift is what comes under phenomenal attacks and and we can see that in 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 darren's life but because he was born to break so many rules you know i think he's he's had an entrance into all our lives with you know partially understanding the gospel from this perspective
6: we're all broken And often that comes from breaking the rules, and often it just comes from situation. But Jesus puts us back together and gives us that joy and that peace that we so desperately desire.
0: So we got to hear from Grandma, because we heard from Corey's grandma a little earlier, so we want to hear from Parenthood, and Steve Martin gets a little lesson. Isn't that
3: demented? That a grown man's happiness depends on whether a nine-year-old catches a pop-up? I mean, what if he missed... But he didn't. But he could have. But he didn't. But he could have. But
4: he didn't, kill. <laughs> you threw him 12 million pop-ups in the backyard, you cut the odds considerably. If you hadn't, ow, ow.
0: But there's three of them. And you want
3: to have four. And then the fourth one could be Larry. And they're going to do a lot of things. I mean, baseball's the least of it. And in all those things, sometimes they're going to miss
0: sometimes they won't
3: sometimes they will sometimes they they will what do
4: you want me to give you guarantees these are kids not appliances life is messy i I, I
3: hate messy it's 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 so messy
4: you know when i was 19 grandpa took me on a roller coaster oh (laughs) up down (laughs) up down oh what a ride
3: what a great story!
4: I always wanted to go again. You know, it was just interesting to me that a ride could make me so, so frightened, so scared, so sick, so, so excited, and, and so thrilled altogether. Some didn't like it. They went on the merry-go-round. That just goes around. Nothing. I like the roller coaster. You get more out of it.
0: Mm -hmm. So as I listened to that, Jim, honestly, I thought, you know, there's so much of that has to do with the risk. And if you will risk the roller coaster, then that will scare you into almost the joy of being in his presence. In other words, when you risk really going out on this adventure in God, I mean, go out and try to do a boot camp. See what happens. I'm just sharing. <laughs> right, <laughs> Sam? I mean, you're liable to get both your hamstrings pulled and your neck broken. I mean, I, you know, you go out and you take risks that you know are going after men's soul, something worth dying for, and you're jumping aboard the roller coaster. But the, the fear, the scare, those things actually put you right back to where you've got to be on your knees.
6: No risk, no reward works at so many levels. And it's in the Bible. I mean, basically, we're told if we're not willing to give up these things for Christ,
0: we have no part of him. So, Sam, you got to give us the last word. You're the one who is in all the pain. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, yeah, I think that in the middle of all that risk, in the middle of all that reward, in the middle of all of what the enemy throws at us, all the stuff we throw at ourselves, the hard thing to do is to hold on to perspective. To know that life is this roller coaster, but the good thing is we know who built it. We know who's there that's running it. We know who's there It's going to get us to that other end safely. We don't know how. We don't know when. We don't know all the turns that will happen, but we do know that he's there with us every day, and that's the thing we got to keep in perspective.
0: Yes, we do, and one of the things that will help us do that is to be part of the Band of Brothers. So we would love you to connect for the Masculine Journey Radio. If you go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org or you got a man in your life that, that you would like to be part of the Band of Brothers or like to get to a boot camp, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. We would love to hear from you. We are so honored that you would listen to us today. We had so much fun doing it, too. So thanks for listening to the Masculine Journey.